Hello and welcome to Captain Bob's Flight Sim Podcast. Today's guest is Michael Schultz. How are you doing, Mikey? Hello, uh, Trevor. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, everything is fine. Finally, uh, we've found some time beside all the our simulator work normally. Yeah. So we were just going to talk a little bit about the story of Mikey's flight deck and how he got started into flight simulation. So what's kind of the story of Mikey's flight deck? I think uh, there are two um, two stories. The one is uh, the simulator. The other one is uh, the YouTube channel behind this. As I, I started um, this uh, yeah project because uh, I think like everyone else who, who starts uh, such a cockpit project, I just want to fly uh, in a in a real real cockpit in the real size. Um, I also started with a, a, a joystick and um yeah and 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 i think you you know this it's it's not enough there comes a moment when uh, the joystick uh doesn't uh fulfill all your uh, requirements and you want more and want to touch uh, all these knobs and so i thought uh start making uh yes uh, a full-size cockpit and uh then i thought um yeah when i do this all alone in my in my basement just for me um I could make more out of this and uh, started this uh, channel to show um, the people um, what I'm doing and especially how to do this. Mm -hmm. there, there are uh, these, uh, I think you know this, there are these uh, these videos out there uh, on YouTube, these uh, small clips. Uh, last week, again, I, I saw uh, one clip. Um, I, I couldn't uh, resist to to watch it. Eleven seconds, a clip of eleven seconds, uh, and it it was an an annunciator, uh, two times and uh, goes off two times. That was a video, and <laughs> I, I I don't come over this why people are are doing this. Okay, it's it's looking good. Wow, he has made an annunciator. Okay. Um, and under this video, there are uh, these questions. How have you done this? How have you done this with the software, hardware, and so on? And it isn't answered. And uh, I think this is uh, the first question uh, that comes to most of the yeah, viewers of uh, the videos. How is this done? And this is something I want to show here. Yeah, I think that's a really noble pursuit because uh, for a beginner, it, there's a lot of resistance with all of the friction from the software, hardware, electrical end. Uh, and I really like your videos because you can go from video one uh, to your most current video and you can really learn like so much about flight simulators. I, I hope so. I, I try to uh, make this uh, on a level uh, where everyone can follow me and I don't uh, uh, explain everything in every video again. So uh, that is uh, because in, in, in every video, uh, I have the link uh, to the playlist, the whole story. And when you are watching this, you should watch all the, the videos like uh, a development uh, process. For example, when I start the first panel video, I explain more about making panels, how to cut it, how to prepare it, uh, wash it, and, and so on, uh, all the engraving. And then later uh, in, in the newer videos uh, of panel making, I just have this panel made and I don't um, show the people in every video again how to make and engrave a panel, for example. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah it, I think it's really helpful 
kind of the progression uh, as you a little bit because if you don't include it at all, you're kind of clueless. But if you include it as like a progression and things build off of each other, then you don't repeat the same thing over and over, which can be really helpful. Yeah, this is uh, something I'm I'm always have to, have to look uh, after, especially now. Uh, in, at the current time, there's a process uh, where I make this uh, overhead panel, and there are lots of videos where I make one panel section after uh, the other, and they are all nearly the same. They are uh, every uh, different panels, uh, okay, but. Uh, the process of making this panel is nearly every time the same. A backlight panel, a middle panel, bottom panel, and so on. Um, yeah, and I try to um, yeah, focus uh, on the, the topics that are new for the uh, viewers then. That's an excellent point. Uh, kind of just focus on the view, what, what the viewer I think would kind of need. So you share your skills a lot with us, um, your laser cutting, your engraving, and just your general construction, including the 3D printing and even your video on KiCat. Uh, how do you learn these new skills? Um, mostly on, uh, on YouTube these days. Uh, I think um, some years ago, uh, when um, there wasn't so much knowledge out there uh, on YouTube, it, I uh, read books and there are uh, also two books. Uh, um, I think it, it, it's kind of, I think Mike's flight deck uh, it, it's, it's called. And um, he has made uh, two books and, and uh, I read these uh, and there is much knowledge, but um, yeah, a general knowledge about making flight simulation and that you have to think what can can you need or uh, to get a, a sense of um, this whole uh, yeah topic um yeah programming most of the times i'm uh, i'm getting from books other things like uh, building things or ideas um for making uh, parts uh, from uh, websites. Um, when I when I Google for uh, a topic I want to do, and, and then I'm searching out for for pictures of, of this. And yeah, um, laser CNC and so on um, are topics that um, came from my my woodworking. Um, years uh, i think before this uh, fl uh, flight sim simulation there was always a, a time when i wanted to start uh, build a, a cnc and so i i read and about this topic uh, out on the web and, and watch also uh, youtube videos and uh, bought uh, a, a finished plan uh, of the cnc so I, I could build this after the plan modified a little bit for to my needs yeah uh, I think YouTube, um, but in general, YouTube can be a, a really good um, resource for knowledge. Uh, and this is something um, also uh, funny when, when you don't um, log in to, to YouTube, then it is um, yeah, uh, like, like uh, mainstream television. Uh, nothing for me, nothing uh, really um, yeah, um, 
interesting out there. But when when I log in, YouTube is uh, just my knowledge base and brings everything that that I want to uh, know and and watch. You uh, Google knows me better than than me these times. Yeah, something really cool. I I feel the same way. If I like go onto YouTube on a different account or something, and I'll see all the like news feeds, and I'm just like, no, get away, be gone, and. It's really helpful if you start to like take in information and really like it and latch on to it. It'll actually give you more information, which is really cool. Can can be a really dangerous uh, process too, because because I'm uh, many times I'm I'm lost uh, late in the night uh, on YouTube when when I wanted to be in bed already. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, I found that too. There is a lot. You can learn a lot, and you can also get overwhelmed easily too. But um, yeah, there, there are more and more builders uh, showing uh, process, and, and not only uh, cockpit uh, topics. Everyone who uh, has the ability is somewhere um, on on YouTube out there. So many many people um, keep the knowledge for them, but uh, luckily there are. Uh, a lot of them uh, who want to share this knowledge. And it's uh, not uh, bad for them, I think. Many people don't want to come out with their knowledge because then uh, they have the feeling they um, yeah, uh, lose uh, a chance uh, to make money of this or uh, to, mm. yeah, uh, to get uh, yeah, uh, back behind, uh, behind the mess. But um, if I bring all the knowledge uh, out there to the community, people are still buying uh, my plans. And uh, just because I'm showing them, they, they see the plans are working, for example. And, and so I think it's a win-win situation. Yeah, I think so too. I, I honestly, when I saw your business plan, I, I was impressed. It was really cool because I think this as you said, was a win-win situation uh, where you're winning uh, by providing the cockpit, by like providing a revenue stream for your hobby, uh, but then also the viewers winning because they have some really uh, crafted designs and they don't have to go through and design it all themselves. Yeah, yeah. Take, uh, they can take what they need and um... Yeah, adapt it to their uh, needs and their situation, what they need. You said you were into woodworking. Uh, is there any kind of background with that? Uh, not a professional one. It really starts uh, also with a, um, with this cockpit project. Um, I, I was never a, a good um, craftsman um, that, that came then uh, by, by the years. I, I want to make this this cockpit, and then I thought, uh, what do I need uh, for this cockpit? I have to make panels, okay. And when I want to make panels, what do I need? A CNC, um, and and what it that was? Uh, I think two two thousand eleven, two thousand eleven. I think when when all these uh, thoughts uh, went uh, through my mind. So I, I needed a CNC. Okay, I want to build a CNC. Uh, what do I need to build the CNC, a saw, and so on. And, and then I, I started 
with my first try to build a CNC in, in my basement, uh, a, a six square meter uh, basement there and, and started woodworking. And, and this catched me uh, for, for a while. Uh, and then I, I made my, my first tables and so on. And, and I never thought on this cockpit project again all, all these years. And then there came years uh, where I made uh, woodworking and built up my, my own shop. We uh, bought this house here and I got a bigger shop and so on. It, it developed. And then finally, I when, when every uh, work here in the house was done after years, then there was this time again where I came back to this cockpit project and this time with improved uh, woodworking and, and so on knowledge. And I think this was a good um, development because I would never uh, be able uh, to make uh, these uh, yeah, sidewalls, windows and so on, what I have done um, in this quality without all these years of learning. Yeah. There's all of those years, and it's really fun to see skills kind of build upon each other. Yeah, uh, I'm also uh, coming up with some uh, some ideas that uh, turn out not the best uh, after um, yeah I, I've uh, repeated them several times. For example, the uh, the windows uh, where one one topic uh, they they didn't hold to the wooden structure, and I, I improved them. Or uh, finally, now the, the newest video of this uh, pneumatic uh, panel where I finally found another way to make these two colored uh, panels. Yep. It, sometimes it, it needs uh, several um, iterations uh, to come out with the right one. And I, I don't uh, think this is uh, the last iteration of this, but uh, we'll see what the, the future brings. Yeah, yeah. there's the quote, uh, I guess, there's also perfectionism is the enemy of good, uh, but it's also good to, like, as you learn, make new, better simulators too. Okay, who are some of your role models? Yeah, I, I try not to stick too much uh, uh, to um, special role models because then uh, you, um, I, I run into danger that I copy them too uh, too much and especially with this uh, youtube source out there there is always the danger that uh, someone uh, says ah here you're, you're just copying his his idea and and so on and this is uh, something i i have to um keep in mind always but i think uh, like most uh, of the 737 builders the, the norwegian uh, 737 project and there, especially this, uh, also this, this woodworking part. I think uh, this was uh, incredible. I've seen these videos uh, years uh, ago when he um, yeah, worked on this wooden shell uh, for days and weeks and, and months and uh, so on, sending and the next layer of of plywood on it and filler and sending it again. And I always uh, thought, why is he doing this all? Because he's sitting inside the cockpit and he is uh, investing so much time uh, into the outside of the cockpit. But um, yeah, it turned out really well. And and after this, there was this um, yeah, buying one panel after the other. And that was for me something uh, that 
uh, wasn't the, the way I wanted uh, to go. I, I always said I want to make most of the things myself. Um, and by making things by yourself, there is another one, uh, Clement from the Flytech 737BE website, um, I think a Belgian builder. And he came out with really uh, many ideas uh, of making things by yourself. Uh, lights, uh, he has made lights out of some um, yeah, parts he, he found there in, in his shop and built uh, some, some small uh, lamps uh, and so on. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think he also made made win, min, windows or body, I, I don't know, but there were many things he made by himself and not only uh, 3D printing it. Um, that was also an, an interesting fact. Um, yeah, many people are 3D printing these, these days and he found other ways. And I think this can also be um, good to, to see for, for people that uh, are not in this 3D printing uh, topic that there are also other ways uh, to come to your goal. You didn't really want to go down the OEM, uh, buy panels and convert them route. Uh, do you think a new builder should go down the OEM or like original equipment manufactured route or build their own panels? Which one do you think uh, would be better for most people? Can both ways can be very time consuming and will be very time consuming, I, I think. Um, yeah, let me explain um, the OEM part. Um, there are some new uh, videos uh, from uh, Build the Boeing. Uh, I, I don't know if you know the the channel Peter from. I don't know. I think it's Dan from Denmark, uh, a builder um, who is um, buying um, many uh, OEM um, panels these days and um, building them into his simulator. There is a problem that you have to come with a good electronic knowledge then, because um, electronic in an OEM panel is completely different from uh, the the electronic um, yeah, level we need in our situation in our simulators. Uh, a switch, for example, in in our simulators, uh, a wire going in, a wire going out. That's all. And uh, in a real um, yeah, for a real switch, there are sometimes six wires uh, in the switch. And you buy these switches and you have to yeah, change them so they work with uh, this simple uh, one wire in, wire, uh, one wire out um, yeah, level. And this, I think, you can't, uh, uh, you can't be successful in this when you don't have good electronic knowledge. So this is uh, the first thing. Um, the other thing uh, are the dimensions. I think they all have the same uh, dimensions when we are talking uh, from panels. Um, but I don't know if, if there are from the years when you buy, uh, for example, from a, a 737 uh, 200 and then a 737 400 different panels, if they uh, fit together in your overhead frame, for example. So there's always this fear that they, these panels don't uh, fit together. And what will you do then? Another thing is uh, 
do you want to really want to have a panel where thousands of people have uh, touched before uh, this is something that that i think is um, yeah not the way uh, i want to go so uh, these panels come to you and they are used for uh, 20 30 40 years in in a plane and i don't uh, think you can um, use this as it comes in your simulator so you have to um, yeah renew it anyway and this uh, also uh, yeah needs knowledge so that it still be backlightable for example so really really difficult there um yeah and uh, another thing um, making panels yourself there is a time you have to uh, build all the the structure that you need to build such panels like me i have to build a, a cnc for first uh, now i have a laser so i can make uh, other things uh yeah you you won't be able to make high quality panels just uh, uh with a saw uh, for example um yeah i would tell uh, people um build your own panels first and build them cheap there are uh, ways that you uh, can just uh, have printed stickers on uh, an acrylic sheet for example and then uh, you don't invest too much money and time into the panel making and uh, you can try out if your electronic knowledge is good enough and then after this you can still uh, yeah, go the way making better panels or uh, if you still want it buy OEM parts yeah. but don't think they, they fit into your existing structure that's, that's another one huh? when, when you have the finished uh, uh, cockpit for example the overhead frame and then you come uh, with these uh, uh, OEM panels uh, I think this won't uh, work I really like how you touched on building smaller or like acrylic panels with little stickers I think that's something we often overlook I, you just want to get the like finished product with the CNC mill the, la the laser engraver the little enunciators all perf perfectly made uh, but I think we sometimes overlook the like simple solution uh, and it really works as a test drive I, I think this is the way um, a beginner should go uh, for me this wasn't the way because uh, I think um, I wouldn't have uh, catched uh, too many people uh, on, on YouTube with this uh, and so I, I always uh, wanted to get one step further. Um, but there are enough um, builders out there when we are again at, this, um, at these websites where I'm looking uh, out who are making their cockpits with these uh, stickers. And also uh, the Build the Boeing channel, uh, his first overhead panel was made uh, from white foam i think this was backlightable uh from white foam with a big sticker on it and he made uh, these cutouts with a knife um uh, built these uh, annunciators inside and this looked really well and there the the video clicks the views of the video um tell you that there are many people out there 
who are uh, grateful for these tips. Yeah, I saw that video too. It was, it, I think it was one of the videos that I looked at and was like, hmm, I wonder if I could do flight simulators. Uh, so yeah. it, does, it does definitely have merit. Yeah, this is uh, make the the uh, entrance uh, level for people better uh, when they are looking my newest videos and I come with a laser and a CNC and uh, and a big saw and so on. They they there are these comments. Oh, if I would have all these tools, then I uh, uh, would be able to make that. Huh? But um, but that's not true. Yes, you can't make it. Uh, with that quality, but there are many other levels uh, below this uh, which will fulfill their needs and where they would uh, have a good entrance to this hobby. I like that. Guess it's the like start with what you have uh, and then go from there. That being said, uh, what are some things that make your simulator unique from other simulators in? that you've seen um the point that i'm doing really everything by myself um that was a goal for me from uh from the first time i wanted to be um independent from uh every uh, from any manufacturer okay i'm i'm still uh, uh, there are still some dependencies to software developers uh, for example uh when you are, you, you need a um, connection software, PMDG or a ProSim, uh, depends on the, the model that you want to build um, here. But um, really after some time, I, I decided that I won't buy uh, panels. And this is something I think uh, that, that makes this simulator and this channel unique from others who are buying these panels or showing, oh, look here, I have bought this overhead. I have bought the throttle quadrant. Um, there it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, think. I definitely think that's something unique about the channel. And I think it's one of the things that makes it really appealing. It's kind of the thing that uh, you built everything at, and you can too. It really, yeah. I guess, is a beacon I, I, I hope this uh, this um, reaches the the viewers that uh, you can do this too. Okay, with uh, not uh, as we have said before, not uh, maybe not in the one to one same quality, uh, but but you can do this. You are and uh, you don't need to buy everything. There are ways uh, where you can save money. Oh. How many hours do you think uh, you work on your simulator panels or your simulator per panel? Per panel, um, I only can uh, show the um, thing of the time yeah, that I have reserved for every panel. Most of the times it's, uh, it's a three week um, uh, time from uh, one panel release to, to the other. And uh, when I say panel, uh, for example, I mean a panel section in in the overhead, for example. No, I have uh, divided this into the all these sections: pneumatic section, uh, whatever here, a center uh, panel, electronic panel, and so on. And most of the times, I have uh, three weeks uh, here. 
that I need for uh, one section or one part in, in the cockpit. Uh, some uh, panel needs need more time and uh, for example the electronic panel is isn't still finished because uh, i have stopped the work on it after uh, i have uh, used five weeks uh, on making the uh, pcbs uh, for it yeah but uh, when i look in uh, in the time i'm i'm using uh, i'm spending for the simulator uh, also there there are i think 16 hours maybe a week um that, that i'm uh, i can spend on this hobby this is the the other side of of making youtube videos uh, about this um you can calculate uh, one third of the time uh, for uh, video stuff editing this uh and also waiting uh, for some uh, parts uh, to be finished so i can then film uh, uh, another step sometimes i'm uh, i'm i have to stop working on a panel also if if i could finish it but i have to stop because uh, it's not the right uh, um, point where i can film uh, this step in in the build process and then there would the viewers would would miss uh, something so this is uh, sometimes holding me back definitely with uh, my simulator too it's been a little bit like that too cuz i would I would design something and it'd probably, it would take a lot more to film it than it would just to design it real quick because you're explaining everything. Uh, and then after that, you have to edit it down and compress it, I guess. Uh, so it really, it's, it's funny how the YouTube channel can both uh, propel you forward with like giving people ideas and uh, you, you also get, and I, I imagine, you'd get ideas from the YouTube community too. Or like, why didn't you do it that way? And you can find ideas that way. Uh, but I think that's just really interesting to see how it can both uh, hold you back a little bit by taking up some time. Uh, but I imagine there are also some uh, positives. Yeah, yeah this is, um, it's, it's really cool uh, what, what you said to come. Uh... It's a resource for uh, for new ideas. Um, not not too many uh, in in my case. I don't know if, if you have more in uh, on on your uh, channel, but uh, sometimes some uh, some um, hints are, are are really good out there uh, from the community, and they give me new ideas uh, for new videos. So, um, especially in, in the live streams, you can um, come in closer to, to the people and get in contact with them. And so uh, you can learn more what are their needs. Uh, with your simulator, uh, you've, it usually has a lot of skills being built and add on, added on. What are three skills that you'd like to put into your little flight simulator tool belt? Uh, three skills. Um... I, I think um, this uh, CNC knowledge is, is definitely uh, something you have uh, you have to have when when you want to come out with your own panels. Um, it doesn't matter if it is uh, laser or um, uh, CNC router, um, but this is something yeah 
you should have. Um, cons uh, construct, uh, constructing is, uh, what I say, uh, a second one. Uh, three, 3D modeling or uh, making um, 2D build plans, for example. This is something uh, you you should uh, you should do to uh, get a sense of how how big uh, an, an object will be uh, later when it's finished or uh, will it fit into your uh, simulator here and um, you know, one thing is a, a, a really a, a personal um, yeah knowledge is uh, never uh, never giving up. Yeah, how how do you handle uh, failures or, or, or mistakes? Uh, we then say, okay, that that was my project, and you're burning your simulator in the garden, um, or or are you saying, okay, now I know a method uh, that don't work. Let's try the, the the another one, for example. Yeah, I think, uh, and this is something uh, that leads you uh, to a successful end, uh, finally. When you're not giving up what you're doing, mm -hmm. I like that <laughs> the burning your simulator in the garden. Yeah, definitely tr uh, try to avoid that. <laughs> the the more uh, civilized uh, form of giving up your simulator you see in the uh, on in the Facebook uh, forums uh, or the Facebook groups, for example, when uh, uh, someone is selling again his uh, cockpit. Then uh, he has no no more time or uh, changed uh, the hobby, something like this. Yeah, yeah. It's always sad to see those go up, because uh, you're like, oh, they 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 spent so much time together. It must yeah. be really hard for them. Yeah, there are a few sad stories about that that you'll hear. Um, hmm. Okay, so you've built the entire. Uh, you're probably halfway done with the 737, right? Uh, halfway, uh, half, halfway with the with the overhead panel, I, I think. Okay. But um, yeah, there are many uh, parts uh, that I'm, I'm missing. Um, when, when I think on all these, uh, the the whole MIP, for example, uh, pedals, yokes. And when I come to yokes, then there is this whole uh, floor with this uh, connection for the pedals and the yokes uh, seats. Yeah, there are still some some more years to come. Yeah. Yeah, I guess not. I guess it's it's hard to like gauge your progress uh, because there's so many things in the seven thirty seven. I guess I was just like, hmm. He has a structure. He has an like most of his over pet head panel like half and then the mip that's that's probably half but i didn't i guess it was kind of ignorant for me to not take in the entire amount of things that go into it oh there's there are many many um upcoming projects there in this uh the simulator and and also more knowledge to to get when when it comes to the to the connected jokes for example i i think there are ways. Uh, yeah, I don't think there there is a way uh, where you don't have uh, to come to uh, to welding, for example. And uh, this will be very uh, interesting uh, and, and challenging. 
step in the cockpit again. Yeah, that's definitely true. I didn't think about the welding. I think the, the one and, and only reason is there aren't many alternatives when you want to uh, build a, a cockpit. Um, I think uh, when you think what, what cockpits are there out there, uh, and, and I, I'm not only talking about there is this one cockpit out there, uh, so cockpits uh, people are building there, the 737, there's the A320 out there. Uh, a Tesla uh, is there people are building um, and when you are looking to the uh, I think there some 757, 767s out there uh, but I think that's that's uh, really rare and uh, when you look to the military section uh, F-16 uh, A-10 and, and that's it um, and you have to um, yeah, what I said before, there must be a software developer that uh, supports you with uh, your needs. And there must be a simulator where you can, can fly this that supports uh, your um, aircraft type. And there was uh, the first thing, uh, the first um, plane type I want to build was, uh, I have to, to look up what this was, I think... Um, from uh, PMDG has this also uh, in in the the program uh, the uh, Jetstream 41 turboprop. Um, this was uh, the, the model I uh, I flew, and I, I really was in this um, in, in a real high end um, uh, yeah simulated cockpit. And this was the one I wanted uh, to build because you are able to land even on small airplanes. This is something when when people are building a seven four seven, you uh, yeah you are um, you take yourself chances to land on different airports because you you need a, a special runway length uh, and you can't land on on an, a small airfield and and so with a turboprop for example or a Cessna here uh, you can uh, fly nearly all over the world and land on every airport uh, and so I think. The 737 uh, or the A320 were the two models that uh, came uh, that I had to choose. And then was uh, the last uh, thing that uh, led me to the 737. I want to have the, the steel uh, steering, steering in my hands. Just uh, the, the Airbus is a little bit too uh, auto automized automized auto automated so automated uh, uh for me i have flown this uh, uh one time I, I flew in this uh prosim uh a320 uh one time and it is really easy not that i uh, want to um uh say everything uh, anything against all these uh, airbus uh, pilots there's a lots uh, you have to know uh, to fly this uh, this thing yeah but Flying with a, a yoke is, for me, uh, the good old way to fly a plane. Even if it is an airliner, no? but uh, still a, a yoke in your hands. So you've built up your workshop over the years uh, from, you said, a saw to a CNC mill to, a, to now a laser engraver. 
and you've also done your uh, top 10 tools series. So yeah. if you were to boil, ta to take all those videos or any other tool and then boil it down, what is the top one tool that you think a flight simulator builder should get just in general? That's a really, really hard question. One tool, I love so many tools. Um, then I, I have said this in one of my um, live streams, I think, uh, then it, it should be the 3D printer because uh, this is the one tool um, that makes you able to um, design and, and, and print out all even the the last complicated part that you can't do on a cnc or with a saw or with your hands for example in a good quality that depends on the printer um yeah but this is one tool if i only uh, would have to choose one tool if you had to choose one I, it would be the the 3d printer and i would agree with that because as you're saying, you can make super small, complex things. Uh, and if you're just going to do a little desktop mounted simulator, you could easily mount a, a PCB or not a PCB. You could easily 3D print panels uh, as well, though it's not the most efficient use of plastic. You can 3D print panels, uh, make desk mounts. Even if you just want to start a little bit smaller, 3D printers are fantastic. Yeah, and uh, these days they they are uh, um, yeah, affordable for uh, for anyone. They uh, you don't have to invest much money uh, to start with a three D printing hobby, and uh, yeah, and you can uh, print out knobs or uh, complicated structures uh, there. Yeah, that you uh, wouldn't be able to uh, yeah build with a saw, for example. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the really critical tools. So if you were to see someone in real life and they're talking about building a flight simulator, uh, what advice would you give to them if they're brand new? Yeah, think, think well, if you if you'd really want to go this way, <laughs> uh, of course, um, yeah. But something I've said before, think bigger. Uh, don't uh, restrict yourself um, with, with all these uh, things. Uh, if I would have these tools and uh, yeah, then in, in some years, when I have this money, then I can do this. Uh, especially in uh, these times, what we have said, uh, uh, just uh, just now about this uh, 3D printer. Um, the entrance level is really low and you don't need to be the, the full-size cockpit. Start, um, start small with uh, uh, some small parts, for example, um, yeah, something for a desktop, um, a monitor holder for um, a touch panel overhead, for example. Um, some uh, small yoke. There are 3D printable yokes out there. Um, yeah, and then think bigger. If this is, uh, if you have some uh, good results uh, and this is the, uh, something you like, 
then think bigger, uh, move move forward. And then we will see uh, what comes out after some years. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else you'd like to talk to talk about? Oh, um, uh, YouTube is, is a great uh, resource of um, yeah, of, uh, of ideas and um, um, you know, plans how to make uh, something. Um, just also show show your uh, ideas there. It, it doesn't uh, need much to uh, just record some things and and show it uh, to the people. But uh, when you do this, say something about this. I think uh, this can be be something good. Be um, become a, a part of, of this community and and not just um, and not just uh, yeah filming filming around something working. Just write. Or say uh, some some uh, words about this, how you have have done this, and I think this would um, increase the the number of of knowledge out there. Yeah, build and share. Absolutely, there's so much power in the flight simulator community, uh, and once you get to like be a part of it and build, it's just amazing to see how all the knowledge. And uh, you might be surprised, but you, you the viewer. Uh, can add to the knowledge bank. There were these uh, years before where uh, every uh, hobby had their uh, small uh, forums out there in, in the web. I think for, for those uh, things, uh, it's really concentrated these days now on, on Facebook in, in some groups, uh, I think. And this is a really a, a great resource also. There are a thousand people in, in one group. Uh, someone has a question and there is always uh, another one that can answer this. Uh, I'm in a, a CNC uh, group, uh, uh, the laser group, um, uh, two different uh, cockpit builders group. And, and every time when I'm asking something, I, I get really quick uh, response and, and good ideas and, and help. Even uh, I, in, in this uh, CNC group, uh, I had a, had a problem uh, with... Um, a file uh, that was, I think, uh, a corrupted file. Something was wrong with, with some letters, and they even uh, let me uh, send them my files, and they they looked them up and uh, and helped me out there. And uh, so people are really uh, spending time uh, to help you. And, and this uh, shouldn't only be uh, one direction. You should also uh, in, invest the time and help people too. And so. Every time when I see a question that I can answer easily uh, with uh, the knowledge I have, then I also give my um, opinion to a topic, for example. So if, if it isn't YouTube, then use uh, these uh, Facebook groups, for example. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you, Mikey, so much for coming onto the podcast. Yeah, thank you for the possibility. It was a pleasure talking with you, even getting your story answering the questions. Thank you so much, uh, I guess, until next week. Uh, thank you for watching the podcast and tune in for the next podcast episode. Bye.